dog days. You would think it was the dog days of summer, but nope. Still spring. Just a couple days with a dog, really. That's all it comes down to. And I guess depression. Depression days and dog days. That's what this episode is. We watched my least favorite episode of Degrassi, I would say, ever. Uh, Well, going in. But I think after watching it, I like it slightly more. It's not as bad as I had said earlier. And it was a really fun episode. I had a couple returning guests, and I noticed when I was checking out the episode, I didn't give them much of an introduction when I had them on. They were on before separately, and Brian Clement, he's an author, he's a filmmaker, he's generally just an awesome dude and a good friend of mine I've known for a few years, and it was great to have him on again at a lot of Degrassi insight. The... Second guest that I had here back was Chad Gibson. He's a stand-up comedian in Toronto. He's very funny and a great guy. He's working all over. And he was awesome to have back because he's a big Degrassi fan and a fan of the podcast. So it was just good to have him on again. He had a lot to say. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Last week's episode, you know, did great. Got a lot of awesome feedback. And it was great to have Brian Donnelly on. He just knows so much about the Degrassi series, and he was funny. So if you haven't checked that episode out, go check it out. It's a non-rewatch, just interview episode, and it's fun to do those different ones, especially when the response is so positive from people. So that's that's great to see. I have a Facebook group for the podcast. It's, you know, facebook.com slash back to Degrassi, search back to Degrassi. Very easy to find. You know, like that, I'm hoping to maybe do something of a live event in the future. So I just want to get everyone kind of there so I can, you know, let them know about it and see if there is the interest. I think there might be. It'll be in Toronto. So well, I have the episodes on YouTube as well. You can search YouTube back to Degrassi and you'll find it. But it's under my YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash Tim F.M. McDonald. I always do a terrible job of introducing myself. I am Tim McDonald. This is my podcast. It's in the name. Back to Degrassi with Tim McDonald. So you know. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Back to Degrassi. You can follow me on Twitter at Tim FM McDonald. All that good stuff. Uh, do I have any shows coming up this week? Yeah, on Thursday in Toronto. That's February 26th, the day of this release. I'm at the Vape on the Lake, uh, which is like a weed lounge. Smoke some weed, and I'm going to be playing Jesus Christ. It's the roast of Jesus Christ. I am Jesus Christ, and it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of stand-up comedians. That should be a great show. What else do I have you guys? What else do I have you guys to tell? What else do? I have to tell you guys, that is amazing English. (laughs) I don't think much else. Uh, Oh, rate and review the podcast. If you've been listening to a number of episodes, hey, and you're enjoying it, definitely do a review. Five is the number of stars I would like to see. You guys are the best. Keep talking about how I'm going to read some of these reviews out, which I have not done yet. Maybe I should do that now. Let's see how my internet's working. It's pretty slow right now. Something I think I complain about in the episode, too. My slow, slow internet. And also, there was some question of the release date. I did not say it out. I know people really care. 
about the release dates of the episode. So let me just tell you right now, officially, this episode came out on February 29th, 1988. Yeah, Leap Year Day episode. Totally. And what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, yeah, those reviews. Oh, I think I'm going to get them. Yep, my internet's agreeing. All right, here's the new reviews that I was so happy to see. Okay, let me look at this one. First one comes from... Oh, God, why is this so hard to see? Sizori Zakun said, If you haven't listened to any of these yet, you should. Really talented guy and a hilarious podcast. Go, Tim! A nice custom emoticon in there, too. Uh, next one's titled, Oh, Degrassi. It's by Skills TCO. He said, So I'm 21 years old. I watched Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High about four years ago for the first time. The reason being because I wanted to start watching Degrassi the next generation. I figured, hey, I might as well watch from the very beginning. This podcast is really awesome simply because I get to hear funny comedians, mostly from my city, talk about something that people my age haven't really experienced. So keep up the good work, Tim and company. I love it. Oh, that's a nice one. Thanks a lot, Skills TCO. Last one titled Awesome by Hattrick15. So awesome. Just discovered this podcast. I'm one of those second wave Degrassi fans and used to watch the shit out of it. This podcast seriously takes me back. I like that. Used my copy in it. Also like that he used my uh, my definition for the different waves of Degrassi watchers. That's catching on. Second wave. That's at home after school. Awesome. Wicked to hear from you guys. Get some more iTunes reviews on there. They're always great to have. I think that's everything. So let's go back to Degrassi. This is Back to Degrassi, episode 24. I got two returning guests. I decided to have some returning guests to come back with me on my absolute least favorite episode of Degrassi Junior High. And I gotta say, that has probably, that's probably changed since uh, since watching it. I think I liked it a little more the second time, or this, in this rewatch, not the second time ever. My guests are... Back here, Brian Clement. Hey, Tim. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. And Chad Gibson. Hello, hello. Good to have you back as (laughs) well, Don't look at me. (laughs) So do you think you disliked this episode because when you were the first time, or like your early memories of it, like the first time you saw it, you were probably happy, didn't really connect to this uh, Stephanie K character? Yeah, I think when I was younger, I just thought it was such a lame episode. I was like, oh, way too many just emotions. It, it really is a lame episode. You know, I, I as soon as you told me the title, Dog Days, I believe, I was really hoping it was going to be about Arthur robbing a bank in order to pay for the sex change operation of Yick or something like that. But <laughs> unfortunately, I was really let down by the actual storyline. That whole dog storyline was was filler. Filler at but, best. But I think that they probably added it, uh, this sort of soft B story to 
kind of damp, I guess, dampen the uh, craziness of the idea of uh, Stephanie K being suicidal. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's a very heavy subject matter. Steph's suicide was uh, was very heavy handed, and watching it now, it was pretty <laughs> laughable at times for sure. Was, was it five or six times she said "kill myself"? I think it was. If you're watching this episode, like you should five. take a shot every time I she did. says "kill myself." <laughs> you would have alcohol poisoning if you do that. I think you could make it. I think it would be. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a good twenty minutes. Is all I'm saying, or twenty six minutes, whatever these shows are. I think it would be a great twenty six minutes. You would get at least five <laughs> in. I think, and it might have been six. It was, it was comical the amount of times that she said it, and always to two people. I think, except the first time, she was playing that card left and right. So this episode, again, I guess I should say the name. It's Dog Days. Uh, I didn't check out the original air date. Let me let me get that real quick here. Why don't you give a synopsis of the episode, Chad? Okay, well, we were talking about uh, A and B storylines. The B, clearly, Arthur finds a dog. <laughs> um, a stinky dog. And then just stuffs it in times. a bag and keeps it there for an indeterminate amount of time. <laughs> Before, it's, never, it's never clear if he cleans the bag out of the piss and shit. For side part Jerry at least hoses the thing off. <laughs> you can't clean a dog with just cold water. It's not going to... Sorry, I got a little sidetracked. That's the B-plot. And this chick wants to kill herself. Yeah, I think that's, that's a pretty the, good summary. Lost dog, kill yourself. It's so just some teenage angst. Can I, She's can so I ask some, uh, some, some Degrassi back, background here? Yes. Stephanie K has... Was she the character who had the sort of storyline where she dressed really... Uh, provocatively for a while that's correct so she went through that and in season two she stopped dressing provocatively and she sold all her clothes to alexa who then (laughs) used the clothes to get simon uh the blonde haired guy's Uh attention and from then steph got jealous and demanded her clothes back which then she got back started dressing provocatively again to get simon's attention but because he was with Alexa, he just like paid her no wow, attention. Such a soap opera, and it made her so mad. And and now with Simon the, with, just slinging dick. And now she, <laughs> yeah. everybody wants that new kid, that new kid D <laughs> that for sure. Uber Aryan looking kid. So, so sorry, was Simon was Simon the the bad kid, or is this a different? No, Simon's pretty nice. Okay, He's a pretty I, good guy. I remember there was a, a bad kid that was introduced. Who was... Uh, Rick's pretty bad. Yeah. Okay, that's probably Rick's yeah. pretty bad. You're... See, okay, <laughs> unlike the last time we did this, I am going into this. I went into this totally blind. I, I like the last time I did a bunch of research. Uh-huh. I read up on the episode and you know the terrible backstory of mm-hmm. uh, Neil Hope and everything. Like, whereas this time I went in knowing nothing about the episode. <laughs> I have I'm way behind on your podcast. So you weren't a regular Degrassi watcher at any point in your life? When I was a kid, yes, I I, I did okay. watch this when it was originally on. Um, because I'm that old. How old are you? <laughs> I am uh, turning 38 in a month. Okay, so you're, I'm just turned 37. So yeah, you just got, like kind of caught at the same time yeah. I did then. Mm-hmm. Right on. You guys are you guys are what I'm calling first wave. <laughs> I was a much much more uh, religious watcher of it though. At least for the first couple of years, it was like it was my show. Yeah. Did e- did either of you guys have this? Where this is what happened actually early on in the show. It would be played at schools. I did not have that. No. No, uh, we only had, like, I had a crappy elementary school. It was like one hallway. <laughs> I think I got more into it when it became Degrassi High, not so much Degrassi Junior High. The, because I, my, I, as my age caught up to the sort of, I guess, level of watching the show, I, by the time I was in, you know, grade eight or whatever, I would be watching Degrassi High, I think, because I think they were a couple years older than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. I think the Degrassi High was... Like, I'm more excited to watch some of those episodes. But there is, like, I forgot how many pretty good episodes there are in Degrassi Junior High. The cheesy 
the cheesy comes a little more, I found. Does the acting get better? <laughs> like, sort of. <laughs> it's the extras that really make it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty... It's it's rough. I think, it like, anytime it's they get rough. into some really weighty scenes... Like, actually, I would say Steph... <laughs> she tried her darndest to, like, really sell this, and I think mm-hmm. it, at the time it was better. I mean, I guess the idea of of teen suicide was kind of like that the awareness of it was kind of being risen in the 80s mm-hmm. yeah Maybe. it's like the breaking of the taboo anyway was that so i'm know, sure we're talking about it i'm sure again this is another time that degrassi was on an issue yeah. right that was affecting people at that time just like they are anything else with teen pregnancy so is this is this storyline ever picked up again does she ever become depressed or is this just a one-off thing that they can kind of dismiss she got a dog and got over it i yeah. believe mm-hmm. it's, it's, it seemed very pat the resolution like we can talk about that when we come to it but uh, yeah definitely she as well is going to leave the show at some point i can't remember if it's the end of this season or the end of season three so she's a character that's gonna go and yeah. arthur's gonna stay on it for the whole time though. Yeah, she's the one you interviewed the actress right that's correct okay. yeah we did do an interview oh, with yeah. her yeah, I listened to that. We, I said, yes, I talked. <laughs> we at Back to Grassy being me. <laughs> the crew. So let's get right into this episode, uh, Dog Days, which my internet's down, so I, did, I turned off my phone, so I don't have internet how <laughs> to look. Uh, from, I'm going to say, February, no, March 2nd, want, 1988. No, I think, I'm pretty sure it's March right. 2nd or March 9th, 1888. 18, 1888. 18. Yeah, it's the <laughs> Old West episode. It's a good one. Uh, no, 1988. So this episode opens with Steph having a dream, and she seems to be on the train tracks over the Don Valley River, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's, it's definitely the bridge over the yeah. Don Valley. I was on it last night, and I was talking to my girlfriend about this episode, and we were like, let's look, is this it? And I was like, oh, I think maybe <laughs> we'll have to help them watch the episode and see. And I think it is... Yeah, like looking over the subway tracks on that bridge around yeah. there. Yeah, before the barriers went up. Mm. Yeah, so it's like it's this is pre street, right? pre-suicide. What do you call those things? What you guys know what I'm talking about? That goes across the bridge, about, like yeah. the it's not a net, but it's kind of a net. Yeah, it's some sort of protection for suicide. Trellis. Like you can't get through there with ease anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's way more protection, and she's out there with a stick, just. Kind of like holding the stick, and I found that's what my girlfriend yeah. over here to Katie. She was like, she throws a stick off the bridge, and it's just ridiculous. Where kind would you of. get a stick on Bloor Street? She just wants to see how far it is. You know, well, it's kind of there's kind of some woods there along the Don yeah, Valley. The Dawn River. Valley yeah. I mean, finding the stick, I, I <laughs> that didn't take me out of it like you said. Because <laughs> I she's, noticed that but she's up on Bloor, isn't she? Like looking down. Or like kind of where Bluer Danforth well, if area you, there. If you were to take the Don Valley Trail, as we see later in the episode, she does. Uh-huh. Um, there's definitely trees and bushes and stuff, and she could theoretically have grabbed a stick and then walked stick? up right. the. I still wasn't. Uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with the logistics of getting this. <laughs> she <laughs> just a lot of teenage girls with, with sticks in yeah. the city, all right. <laughs> and she has sticks multiple times. In this episode. It's got to be the same one. She's stashing that somewhere. <laughs> She's got that stick, <laughs> and right. uh, so she wakes up in the dream, and you can hear her mom on the phone asking Arthur to come over for dinner. And, you know, stuff doesn't want to wake up. And when her mom gets her up, she starts saying that she's sick. But her mom busts her. She's got the, just checks the floor. You got to do something. Do you guys ever have a good way to cover for being sick to get out of school? I don't recall. I don't. I don't no, I, Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. No, My parents were just so, like, I'm, I had three older brothers. They're just so beaten down by the time I came around to it. They didn't even bother. They're just like, all right. 
Don't fail. I, I wanted to say I noticed uh, right away that that sequence of her on the bridge is supposed to be a dream because they had that sort of white vignetting around the edge of the frame and a, yeah, it's such a, an the 80s doll. technique, you know, the, the gauze look. <laughs> that's right. It had like a soft, very soft lens. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> so, like a, a thought bubble look about it. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> and so her mom calls her on being not sick and she has to go to school. And when her mom walks away, this is the first time she says to herself, oh, I wish I was dead. <laughs> And then the Degrassi theme song kicks in. Because they really right need yeah. to hammer home that, that plot point that she's suicidal in this episode. Mm-hmm. She has to speak it out loud. Yeah, like they do. You know, it's like because it's one of the signs, like the twins mentioned later. Talking about suicide. Well, yeah, I guess so. Totally. And when the intro music cuts out and it comes into the episode and the Dog Days title comes across the screen, the music is like this different tone that you don't really hear. It's very down. A lot of like slow drum rhythms to it. Did they depress out the theme song a little bit? Like, <laughs> I can't remember. Maybe like it kind of comes out from that. Like it's not going to be a peppy day at Degrassi Junior High. It's going to be you know it's a dog day. I was wondering if the whole uh, style of this episode. I mean, it, just because it's. I mean, I I really didn't like the episode particularly, and I was wondering if if it was some attempt by the director of the episode to convey the mental state of Stephanie by having the episode be really slow and <laughs> sort of paced so slowly and, and not, there's nothing really happening and it, or, or is it, or is my thinking too deeply into this? It was just a badly directed episode. I think you're giving him too much credit. <laughs> I think it's like, it, it's, they're, they're trying to sew kid gloves, this idea of uh, teen suicide being in media, right? No one was really talking about that kind of thing. And here they are going to have a kid say, I'm going to kill myself. So they take this real like, okay, let's let's slowly poke around this idea. It's like, and then that was kind of like the attitude around it too. I think is like saying this. It's not a joke. You don't just mm-hmm. yeah. You, know, you got to take that seriously. So when Steph is walking up to the school in her very dark clothing because <laughs> she's <laughs> bummed out and a little disheveled, her hair is like you know not done up at all. And Arthur asks her why his mom called to ask him over. <laughs> she dropped such an 80s dish. She said, buzz off. <laughs> Should have called him a Narbo or a Broomhead. Yeah, there are not as many Narbos or Broomheads this season. You no, know, I was just later. thinking, I was. I wonder if uh, like the cure for Stephanie K's condition would have been to go to Jerry, Joey Jeremiah and get some New Zealand zappers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand zappers. Yeah, that was one of the drugs, that the <laughs> fake the drugs the that Joey drugs. sold. Yeah. Good nice. One. Uh, and Arthur's just like, I thought you were going to be nicer to me this year because that was, or the semester, that was a promise she made. And she's like, yeah, I changed my mind. I love that, I love that uh, Arthur randomly just has this dog in his bag. You know, we don't see him finding the dog. He just, no. He just, the, the head just sort of sticks out out of the bag. And... The dog's been in there for a certain amount of time. Pretty <laughs> much zipped shut. He's like, no, I'll leave it open a little bit. I'm not He's a little like, kid. Oh, the dog died. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's when Arthur show, oh, shows Steph that he has a dog in his backpack. And uh, she thinks he's cute. And Arthur says that he's quiet. And like right away, the dog barks too. <laughs> not quiet. And yeah, she tells him to keep it open so he can breathe. And he's like, I know, I'm not a kid. And she's, he's like, you're 12. You're only 12. Yeah, that, that scene seemed really kind of pointless. Like there was a, there, there was a lot of filler in this episode. Mm-hmm. A lot of dialogue that just... The entire dog 
yeah like it, it was like why why do i care about this and it, it, it's, it all seemed very uh, everything was delivered with very little enthusiasm and i was wondering if this just it was just it seemed that way because they're kind of highlighting these 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 actors who aren't that great and these characters who are not interesting because they're the secondary characters on the show they're you know they're not the snake and the wheels and the joy jeremiah and the, the caitlin and the spike and all that stuff they're these sort of lamer side characters that nobody really cares about especially k's fairly prominent isn't she well i think that the show started with these two characters being the main characters mm-hmm. like they were the first First, first scene, first episode. It's Arthur and Steph walking right. to school. Oh yeah, and like end you can't of the talk to me. End of the first season. It's all about Arthur and Steph. You know, like Arthur and Steph are a pretty. <laughs> they were like the. They thought they were going to be the biggest part of the show, but it's just pr- thoroughly uninteresting. <laughs> it didn't pan out that way. And Arthur definitely becomes like not even a second banana. He's like an eighteenth banana. Yeah. In, in and the writers eye. realize that they had way more interesting characters to deal with. Mm-hmm. So anytime you see Arthur, that's a good time sign. It's filler. That's what's going on in that in whatever plot that is. Eh, yeah, filler. Not a good sign. We, we signed Arthur to a three year contract for some reason. And that character as well has uh, has has like really reje- like the actual actor has really rejected that identity from original Degrassi, right. like being that person. He doesn't like it at all. He used to work at a head shop apparently in wow. Toronto and wouldn't want anyone to talk about it. I, <laughs> I just a bad sorry. spot to be. <laughs> like, Stoners coming in all the time being like, hey, Arthur. (laughs) (laughs) They want some Degrassi grass from him. Um, Just thinking about how there was that episode later in Degrassi High where there's the real suicide. Well, not real, but there's a character who actually does commit suicide. Yeah, that's right. Um, Claude. Different way that they deal with it because it's much darker, I think. The guy kills himself and Caitlin's really freaked out by it because he says he kills himself for her or something. And also snake finding the body too he was right. really affected by it sorry that that you'll get to that when yeah. you come to it i know that claude episode though is that's definitely one of the episodes that really people remember <laughs> yeah for sure that's like a that's one of those episodes i just talked to this uh to the brian donnelly on the last episode and that was one episode that was the an episode of the show that wasn't on his top 10 degrassi episodes that i was surprised about mm. did he was that like a single episode arc that he came in and killed himself, or was he there for a couple of weeks? No, Claude was on a couple seasons. Yeah, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Joey, he broke up Caitlin and Joey. You know, he was like the yeah. They did have a thing. Yeah, he was like the Dylan McKay. Or, <laughs> no, who was he? I don't know the Kelly <laughs> broke up Dylan. All right, whatever. Bad analogy. <laughs> But he broke that up, that it couple up, and oh, so the Jeff from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> that was a cheap cut. Uh, so then when Steph walks into her homeroom class, uh, that's when she walks by Alexa and Simon canoodling, the blonde, the super yeah, blonde yeah, yeah. guy, which was like the, the nod back to that, that whole thing. And you see her being very jealous and she sits down and the twins ask her how the movie was. And she's like, oh, my mom went on a date with, with, oh shoot. I Jerry. Heard, Jerry. Thank you. With Jerry, Jerry uh, her mom, the new boyfriend. And then she jokes, like, my life's so terrible, I should just kill myself. And the twins are like, don't joke about that. Have a shot. <laughs> Who's joking? Now, did you, Tim, did you catch the announcement over the PA system? Because I know you... Ooh, I missed that one. It was a good one. Um, I, didn't, I didn't catch it in its entirety, mm-hmm. but uh, it was something like, be yourself, children. And it was very, the way it was delivered <laughs> comes across as something from, like, the movie Brazil or 1984 or something. It was very totalitarian. <laughs> it was very creepy sounding. <laughs> 
I like that. Yeah, that was. I I've got one announcement later. I think those some of those announcements can be real gems. She's just so emo the whole time. <laughs> and right after she drops that terrible line about killing herself, Radage enters, and as he does, he like says "Morning Scholars" and takes Joey's hat like right off <laughs> as he walks in. <laughs> I totally like, didn't catch that yeah. at all. I love Joey's hats too. <laughs> yeah, this Joey's rocking like this leather motorcycle guy had her <laughs> nice i don't know as was the fashion at the time it's funny how the characters that you know aren't really strongly involved in the episode are basically just extras for this one like joy jeremiah and snake and wheels all those guys you know they're all just extras you barely yeah see they're, they're they're not doing anything yeah. that day having good days in class <laughs> like they're <laughs> having pretend conversations yeah <laughs> uh so radage has a good news bad news good news it's almost the end of the year Bad news. Got Big a sur- celebration with that. Oh, yeah. They news. they were hyped. They were yeah. on the end of the year. <laughs> Steph stuck to the emo, but everyone yeah. else was uh, excited. And the bad news is they got to survive the exam to move forward. And that's when uh, it cuts to Steph staring at the bridge again. And some drum, mu- the drum music comes back. And she, of course, she has her stick. She's just like imagining this though. It's like <laughs> like a cutaway with the soft like lens around it too. <laughs> yeah, she's just real... like daydreaming about. And she that. does actually go there later in the episode, right? I mean, she... yes, she yeah. does. It, like every time it went to her in that bridge, though, like actually being there, I was so confused if it was a mm-hmm. dream or is she just wandering around or it was actually happening. Were they using the same footage? Like, I wasn't paying close enough attention to the No, outfits. it wasn't, but they definitely shot it at the same time. Yeah, they sure. probably went, you know, they did. A, they made their shoot day. Yeah. <laughs> they were there for 45 <laughs> a day minutes. of you being depressed on the bridge. They did probably catering at some, <laughs> some like, nice place from over there, though. And I said, it looked like a, not that cold of a day, but kind of, it never looks, <laughs> it never look. it's never winter in Degrassi, well, though. Well, there was that one episode, I think it was wintry, when uh, I think, but, Wheels meets his, his real dad, right? Was it, or was it just... Because they, uh, they mostly shot the show coats. during the summer, right? Yeah. I was wondering if it was that or was it them just wearing coats? I think I think you could see their breath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Okay. So it was maybe closer to fall yeah. when they shot those. Yeah, yeah <laughs> late season reshoot. Oh, yeah. Mr. Radich was just uh, talking about T.S. Eliot. The, oh, actually, I'm getting ahead of myself here. First, it goes to Miss Avery's class where she's telling the students <laughs> about them having the exam, and it shows Arthur. Ridiculously trying to cover for the dog by coughing. Exactly. I like how he commits to the bit, though. He's coughing for like four and a half minutes there, and the dog's just losing its shit. Still in the bag. This dog, PETA, must have something to say about it. It would have been better if he was trying to make dog noises just to make the teacher think he was crazy. And if he started barking along with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty... How long he went with the second burst of coffee she walked <laughs> yeah. forward. And then she's like, Arthur, open your bag. And he does and shows the dog. And everyone's like, oh, because it is like, a, it is a cute yeah, little very puppy. Cute. They found a good cute dog. They did, but he also looks so dirty. Yeah, <laughs> that was also very effective, too. It looked filthy. Yeah. Little rat dog. <laughs> like, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so It really was just a stray dog they found out back at the studio. <laughs> That's all you need. I thought Miss Avery was pretty pissed, too, about the dog, too. She was like, you have to go to the office. Like, go to the office. Yeah. And the, just her face was so stern. Oh, when it cut to the office, it was a close-up on flowers on Doris. <laughs> That's what I noticed. I was like, oh. And I think I, I may have asked you this the last time I was here, but do you ever see the principal? Or is he sort of like a Peanuts character? It was just an off-screen voice. Off-screen voice all the time. Awesome. Point. Wait, Peanuts character too was the 
so like you can't he's like saying yeah he has actual dialogue it's one i'm wondering who does the voice of the principal i wonder if it's just like and yeah do you know. think they're doing that to save on actors or is it to to because it, it was really poorly staged the way arthur is just sort of hiding the you know the fact that there's nobody there with the door and backing away. And, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Yick later, yeah. and I mean in other episodes, it's always that way. They never actually show the principal. He's just a principal yelling from the other room. Yeah, exactly. It's a, just a floating head or something <laughs> like that. Disembodied voice. Giant eyeball. What's going on? It makes him very free. Maybe he's just like maybe he's he's limited in movement in some way. Like just naturally, he's got some sort of ailment. He's a head in a jar. <laughs> And they're just like, leave your dog with my secretary. <laughs> like, what's the secretary going to do with it? She's like, what, what are you doing? I got work to do here. You're putting this stinky ass dog on my desk. What am I doing? <laughs> and I like how he didn't he he like he didn't say it from his office. He's waiting for her to shut the door. And then came on the like intercom <laughs> to tell Doris, and she did not seem too too yeah. too excited to have to watch that dog. Either. End of the school year. She's got shit to get done. And the dog starts sniffing the camera too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was a good touch. But what if they had like a tree right above the camera? <laughs> so then it cuts to Mr. Radich's class, and he's just like talking to uh, the class about T.S. Eliot. Just droning on. So long, like going over his poems. <laughs> but I did kind of like this line how he's like, oh, and he also had one heck of a book report for his English teacher. It's like classic Radich joke, I'd say. <laughs> and he asked Steph to uh, stay behind. And as the class is leaving, this is where I heard the the announcement. It's not that good. And he was just uh, saying, remember, students, school sweaters are still available. School spirit is always in fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's super creepy. Yeah, that's kind of, I don't know. But he's trying to sell those sweaters. I wonder if he has a cut. Does he get <laughs> yeah. a cut of the sweater sales? <laughs> he fronted the money. He's up. just got to get these things to move. Uh, Radich has like a heart to heart with Stephanie. See, Radich is always the good guy. He notices. He notices something's amiss with Steph. He's the kindly uncle. <laughs> All I wrote down here is Mr. Radich cares. <laughs> <laughs> Under- he well, does. He does. I'm glad He's that he has there. girls stay after class. He's boring and verbose, but he cares. That's the most important thing. Yeah. He has girls stay after class in a non-creepy way. Because we had Mr. Colby. We did that episode not too long ago where he, you know, Make some advances on Lucy, and he's coming back in a few episodes too, yeah. to seal the deal. I remember that creep. <laughs> no, he knows that Lucy's not interested. It was, it was messed up though, because right after he, when he saw her the next day, he was still kind of seeing if she was interested. Like, still would try to do it. Oh, it was fucked. When you hang it out there, right? Yeah. So Radich, she asked the questions like, "How she's doing? What's going on? Anything wrong at home?" And she's just like, "No, nothing." And that's right when she gets she gets out to her locker and the twins ask her, hey, what did he want? She's like, nothing, just giving me a hard time. Just to hassle me. Yeah. Do you think she was just saying that to cover up that or do you think that was her actual thought, I guess, about it, that he was hassling her? Well, I mean, I'm, I was curious how, was the character supposed to be genuinely suicidal or is she just acting bummed out for attention? Because it came across as somebody acting bummed out for attention, but maybe that's just because of the actor uh, you know not being a great actor i wasn't sure i I guess you know she's dreaming about it she's actually thinking about going and jumping off of a bridge she's supposed to be depressed but then it it's just resolved way too easily you know i think the way she's playing that kill myself card like like just on a a semi-scenely basis 
it, it's just a little bit like, okay, we're just putting this out here. It's a cry for help. Yeah. She wasn't I, loading the gun. I, I agree. I'm not sure what it's supposed to be. If she, if she is actually suicidal or if she's just kind of like looking for attention. I think by the episode, it seems like she was just looking for an atten- mm-hmm. for attention. It's resolved really very getting. quickly, and she just says, oh, I'll be better. That'll, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is true. I'll it's just like, clean up my act, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. they didn't really follow through with this one like they, <laughs> like they should have. Uh, the twins say that they have a date with two guys, and Steph should come with them. And she's just like, no point. My relationships never work. She's had like two attempts at relationships, <laughs> and she almost got date raped by like, a soap star. Yeah. That's so she's right, <laughs> but it's like it hasn't really happened for her. She just make I don't know. So the tw- when she walks away, the twins say that they're worried, and the first complaint is that she's dressing bad. <laughs> yeah, look how she's been dressed. Well, she's usually so flamboyant. Now she's wearing these uh, like dowdy, baggy clothes, and that's you know sign number one for concern. <laughs> And yeah, not caring about yourself, and then also because she said that she wants to kill herself, uh, that's when uh, she, <laughs> all the, the time she's saying, saying that she wants to kill it, herself. It, she yeah, brought it up. It's one of the signs too that you want to kill yourself is saying that, which is so tricky because people just kind of say that stuff. Mm-hmm. So then it cuts to after school with Arthur and Yick getting uh, him again, and like kind of like pulling him out of the bag in front of the school. And that's when Yick mentions like that he stinks. Again, then Arthur says, "Well, you wouldn't smell too good if you were in a gym bag." But I think it's just because the dog is filthy. He's <laughs> been like in the streets, yeah. as a puppy, or he's just got like little kid underwear that he's living in all day there, like Arthur's gym socks and t-shirts yep. from all year. Yeah, like what is going on in your bag there, Arthur? Yeah. The dog oh, he's has not a no, kid that's working out. The dog can't go any, go to the bathroom anywhere else but in the bag. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's leaking. Yeah, he's been pissing in this bag. Did he piss all over Yik? <laughs> yeah, pro- yeah, it does. <laughs> it was leaking. I was like, that means that's, pissing. Yeah, it's pissing, that, right? That's what I mean. Take that dog outside. That's what I was wondering. Was Doris taking this dog outside during the day? She must have been pissed. She'd be like, this is really my job here. I got fucking flowers today. And- pissed on my desk calendar again. <laughs> And our, the, the leash for it, too, is just like, <laughs> it's like the smallest rope, like a twine. Yeah, it's like nothing. Yeah, they're, they're just like leading him around. I think that little park scene, though, just sort of fills everyone in on, like, if you missed the last season, oh, here's what's going on with Stephanie Kay and Arthur. Like, they just go back over the, oh, you know, parents are divorced. Oh, it's not so bad. I get to live with my dad. Blah, blah, blah. It just fills it all in. I was going to mention that this seemed like a lot of portions of the, this episode where they're filling in story gaps with ADR dialogue just because they want, you know, it, 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 it's like things aren't clear enough. So they really have to spell it out by having Arthur say something off camera about the dog or the principal or when they're, you know, they have a long scene and then walk through the playground, like you say. And it's like, let's repeat everything for the audience we got nothing this. new on this dog line here we just wanted to show them walking yeah because when arthur and yick are walking the dog through the park they uh, yick's like asking him now it's like oh i'd hate if my parents had to get divorced and that's first of all it's like hey that's kind of a dick thing to say like, <laughs> yeah. i hate it if my life was like yours exactly it's like what the fuck buddy and and but you know, arthur's super nice he's just like oh it's fine once you get used to it that's all it's like okay well what a trooper and then Arthur, I guess Arthur and Yick separate because Arthur shows up at his mom's house and she has flowers and Steph's like, oh, where'd you get those? And they're, they're from Jerry. And she's like, oh, <laughs> Steph like, should have seen that coming. She should have known what those flowers <laughs> were going to be. 
Yeah, it's probably a little more. Maybe Jerry is also seeing the secretary at the school, and those are the, also the flowers. Ooh. <laughs> Jerry's spreading Two-timing it around. the mom. Are they the same flowers? <laughs> if you were to go back and watch that? It's probably, yeah, like a set that <laughs> was on sale. Like it's day. just slightly turned. <laughs> hey, they're live flowers. Use them in both shots. Spray paint them. Yeah. And, and when Arthur arrives, too, he has Phil with him like hand, in hand, so his mom sees him, and she's like, oh, he's so cute. But, but he, he stinks. stinks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From a distance, too. That dog is some, like, some long-range stinkage, and he's not allowed into the house for good reason, because he's some sort of street dog. (laughs) He's tiny, though. You tie him up outside, he's a victim. (laughs) So, yeah, she tells him to... (laughs) It's not like a puppy factory. (laughs) Oh, he's going to get, like, eaten by a raccoon or something. It's a big city. That's actually true. Those raccoons... (laughs) Raccoons are way bigger than that dog. Yeah, for sure. That dog could go down. I'm surprised that dog survived long enough. (laughs) Survived that first night. It's a survivor. What do you think about Arthur's story that he followed him home? Eh, No, he clearly either stabbed someone or stole this dog. Stole the dog out of a yard. (laughs) Probably both. (laughs) So at the dinner... uh, her mom, her their mom asks how the the food is. She made the <laughs> yeah. lasagna because it's your favorite, and, he's, and Arthur's like, "Oh, it's great." And she goes on to diss the father. She's like, "Hmm, I'm sure your father never makes anything." He's like, "Oh, actually, he's gotten a lot better. <laughs> he's like really, uh, really making food a lot." And like her mom, I just found that was funny that she's taking the dig at the dad. That's yeah. pretty oh, yeah. real to Pure, me. just dirtbag swing she's at the trying, ex. To, trying to set them up for the whole. By the way, you're gonna have a new dad. <laughs> yeah exactly they go hard sell into the new dad right away <laughs> with uh what's his name side part there jerry jerry so that's that's what's been kind of talked about too in the last few episodes that steph's and arthur's dad is reopening the divorce because he wants and she she mentions it too she's like i'm not even get along with my dad so it is weird that the father's reopening it and i think because now what i'm starting to see though because um, it's it's like actually uh, that's why I think she's speeding along the marriage with uh, with Jerry because she wants to like come off looking better in the court case if it's being reopened right like she's like well we're a married couple and especially at that time in the eighties if you have like two people there then that seems like the better home oh you just mean like pure social pressure mm-hmm. sort of thing exactly I like, thought it was a bad move on her part because she'd lose the alimony when she gets remarried. She gets the child support, but, you know, <laughs> not the she, double kick in the junk. But then she would have both kids, I yeah. guess, as well. Yeah, you're right. So it is an interesting decision, but I think that's what she wanted to have both Ultimately, of them. do they resolve this issue? Do the kids end up living separately or together or what on the show? I, well, I, I can't remember, <laughs> so I'm going to have to watch and see. They certainly it, don't make an episode of it. It's a... It's a dog story regardless. Like, it's not, a, yeah. not an A story. Yeah. It's a B story that plays out. But because... Because Steph's not in the episodes later on, it kind of like doesn't matter. Arthur just probably, you know, wherever he mm-hmm. is, his yeah, parents, yeah. it's his his relationship with his parents don't become a plot line. Later. Which is funny because I find him way more irritating on on the episode in the episode rather than uh, Stephanie. Because I mean, I don't know if it's the actor, or the performance, or the character, but I was like, I want as little to do with this kid as possible. <laughs> yeah. He was just very whiny the whole episode. Definitely, like he. He's not. He seemed like he was hired because he was cute or something. And he <laughs> was, Whining not. seems to be what goes on in that family, though. Because since she's like, "Hey, eat your lasagna," she's had like one bite of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name? Stephanie K. There. That's right. Yeah. And then she just yells at her mom, like, "Stop bullying me!" 
Has yeah. anybody ever said that? Those, yeah, because her mom's like, uh, you need to eat. You're a growing girl. And she's like, it's my body. I it's like, <laughs> no, I don't. Stop bullying me. Okay. It's my body. I can die from malnutrition and not eating if I want to. It's like, well, she's your parent. She should. Really, she's really responsible to make sure that doesn't happen until you're 18. It's like, until you're 18, you're going to live. Right? Like, That's my job. Well, oh, whatever. <laughs> So, yeah, and then the mom drops the bomb about how she's going to be um, marrying Jerry. And, after like, seeing him for two months. After two months. And then her reason is, you know, we'll have a proper home to try to sell them. How needy is this Jerry guy? Two months in, he's taken on a wife and two kids. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we'll all move in together. He is just a needy, needy Maybe dude. Maybe he's a scam artist or murderer. <laughs> he does come off as really nice. Like, he <laughs> might be trying to do, so, you know, like he's... I, He's going for it. He's the, needy. The, the groundwork for a movie that's some kind of thriller with a you know, man who seems too perfect to start with. It sounds like so many movies. <laughs> kind of menaces the kids a little bit. I think he was losing his hair and it was going to his head. He was just like, I got it. I got to get it all right now. <laughs> Grasping. He's always like, I got two years, two good years with hair. I'm going to make it happen now. <laughs> yeah. She's already got kids. Don't need more kids. <laughs> Jerry did come off really nice. Maybe he had an issue and he couldn't have kids. That's my side theory. <laughs> I don't know. He still came off. Like, I'm like, all right, man. Red flag. Ease up. Uh, Why don't we do a weekend away with the kids before we get married? I'm sticking with homicidal maniac. That is like, hey, I'm getting <laughs> married. <laughs> like, that is such a bomb drop. Like, not just dating someone new. <laughs> Maybe he just wants to kill the wife and get the house. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, probably have to take out the kids, too. Yeah. Yeah, well, we've all decided we don't like these kids, so. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone had to go in a... Uh, <laughs> triple murder suicide or whatever it ends up being yeah in the fictional world it seems to work out pretty well for him i guess uh so the next scene i think is the next day and the mom is yelling to steph that she's gonna have arthur and jerry over for dinner i don't even really remember what that scene was and yick and arthur arthur are walking to school and they're talking. Dog's back in the bag. Yeah, the dog is back in the bag because he brought Phil to school again. Oh, let's, let's talk about the the name Phil. Why did he name the dog Phil? Like, that's terrible. It's probably the name of the guy up. he stole yeah. it from. It said Phil on his, on his like uh, coveralls or something like that at the garage. Yeah, seriously, Phil. I hate when people <laughs> name dogs like just basic human names yeah. like that. Bob. Like there's just and he doesn't even explain it either. Just like oh, like he introduces him like Phil told Arthur what his name is. He was like oh, this is Phil. Like, oh yeah, maybe, his name is Phil. Arthur has had a psychotic not, break. I decided and he, to call him Phil. The dog is actually speaking to him like uh, like uh, the son of Sam. You know, he, he told me his name is Phil. Name is Phil. <laughs> so when it goes to the class that day, uh, Radich is reading the poetry, and the twins are just kind of like whispering because Steph isn't at school. She's cut class. Radich is boring the shit out of everyone again. Yeah, just going on, reciting a poetry. Radich is driving everyone to suicide, really. And as he's reading out one of these T.S. Eliot poems, I can't remember, I don't know which one it was, He it cuts to Steph walking um, where she's cutting school, and she's at the bridge, and she's got her walking stick, and she's... Yeah. I wanted she, to, did she do it? Did she kill herself? No, she got a stick. <laughs> I wanted to say that I, I love that that moment because it was you know this predates the movie but it reminded me of the piano and she's wearing like now she's in really dowdy clothes like really baggy and they're going you know really all out with the depressing look because she's wearing gray and black Mm -hmm. this huge long dress and she's just sort of moping around in slow motion (laughs) 
and yes it's kind of not that long it's got that soft look again but it's actually happening it's one of those times that it's very confusing <laughs> like we're just like is this a dream i'm pretty sure it's happening i think this one this one was seemed like it was happening and it's very quickly the end of the day and arthur and yick go to the the boiler room because that's where they've stashed phil for the day they just put him in the boiler room tied him up next to the boiler <laughs> And Arthur really has no plan other to take him to his mom. He just didn't have a chance to ask earlier if they could, uh, if he, she could keep him because all that stuff was going on with the proposal of marriage and Steph just being all moody and fighting with her mom. So Yick asks, what's he going to do if he, if he, his mom doesn't allow it? Is he going to go to the Humane Society? Which is like pretty rough, I'd say. Like, uh, because yeah. like, I don't know, I guess a puppy would That's have a good like chance you do, of getting yeah. adopted. Yeah. Did this dog ever reappear on this on the series? Probably think? not. No. No. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. <laughs> yeah. And when they can't, they get to the boiler room where they left Phil. He's not there, and they kind of freak out for a second. But then the janitor walks out. That's a, a recurring character as Is well. It? That janitor. Uh, yeah. I was wondering. With the typical kind of '80s lesbian haircut. <laughs> yeah, kind of like a, a like it's weird in that sort of cut. masculine role. They stick the uh, the stereotype. Yeah, it's it's typically. Typically, a male janitor, I would say, old male janitor, mm-hmm. is, a, is 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 a common one. I never saw. She sends him to the principal's office. That had to clearly be on the honor system. That's the other thing I was thinking. Why wouldn't like, they just, just leave? like go to the print? There's no phone from that boiler room to anywhere. I don't know about you guys, but no janitor. Like a janitor might be like, hey. He'd be mad because he's got to clean something up, and he's like, hey, don't leave that mess here. I don't want to clean that up. And the janitor would never be like. <laughs> I feel like you left. I feel like the janitor would be like, "You left a dog here." Like, that's yeah. annoying. But like, I don't imagine the janitor would have the authority to send kids to the principal's office. And I don't think the janitor would follow up about that. No, right? like, that's exactly. It. And they still go. <laughs> Yick gets pissed on because of it. Yeah, and that's when uh, yeah, the Arthur's again being yelled at by Mister Lawrence from outside. <laughs> yeah. the, the thing is just like walking away, and his his thing is he got detention for a week. And Yick's, but he gets to, has to take the dog home. So Yick's like, oh, you get off school early. He's like, yeah, but I have detention. He's like, I get detention all the time. I don't have to, <laughs> I have to stay here, though, after I get my detention. After he just got pissed on. That's when he's like, the dog's leaking. He keeps looking at his shirt, and no one addresses the fact that he's covered in piss going into <laughs> yelled at by the principal. Yeah, that would be my number one complaint. Be like, hey, hey, I'm not happy I was along for this ride. If anything, I'm guilty of being a good friend here, because I just got <laughs> pissed on. This is horseshit. <laughs> I've already been punished enough. And yeah, apparently, and that's I didn't realize Yick was getting in so much trouble. Like I didn't know, I don't know what he's doing. He's just a badass. He's clearly a badass. She just walk in there. Criminal but, negligence. Yeah. So when um, Arthur's walking out of the school, he's just like talking to Phil. <laughs> like how he's doing. She's like, I don't know what we're gonna do, Phil. We can't go home yet. So he like they just decide to go to the park so he can think about it. Yeah. <laughs> so like I got a big decision ahead of me. Which way should I go? Uh, and that's when it cuts to Steph at the park. Right, uh, this is our horror movie moment. Showing she's, she's the... clearly not yet dead. <laughs> Luckily. And she's swinging so slowly <laughs> on this swing. Creaky swing. And it's it yeah, is creaky as hell. Creaking so much. <laughs> like it's, it's a scary amount of creaky. And it looks like, uh, like who knows what's going to happen. And Arthur and her, of course, end up going to the same park. And she says... Uh, Dorothy that she just didn't feel like going to school which is super cool <laughs> which is her way of leading into dropping what oh of course she said Arthur says mom will be mad and she says 
I could kill myself and she wouldn't care. <laughs> and Arthur doesn't like that. He's just like, don't even joke about that. Or he doesn't like it. And he just has some like basic questions. He's like, hey, will I like Jerry tonight at dinner? Will I have to call him dad? And she just like blows him off. And this is where like Arthur kind of steps up and calls her on it. You don't see Arthur. When Arthur, Arthur gets, uh, you know, very like honor, a lot of honor in him sometimes. He's like, that's not right. Hey. And uh, he kind of walks away on her. And again, it's got that slow creaking. Mm -hmm. I like the the sort of choir music background they have. It's very, yeah, it's, it it, it was totally a horror movie moment. Just (laughs) probably unintentionally, you know, this sort of creepy moment where they're on the swing. It's just showing the proper reverence to the topic. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think they were going for horror, but it kind of, it it played like a bad one. It's just the way my brain works. (laughs) Just the, I don't know, because I think we actually all legitimately laughed when that started happening, the swing, like that was, I was, I think that's what made us laugh the most in these episodes. Bit, bit melodramatic. Cut to these, yeah, very melodramatic. <laughs> this next scene scenes. made me laugh, actually. Oh, when Jerry and uh, Mrs. K are kind of canoodling on the couch. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. finger banging uh, his mom on the couch there. <laughs> side part Jerry. This is the first time we see him. Yeah, so we see side part Jerry. Side part Jerry. He's balding Jerry. in the back, side parted across. The comb over side part, I guess it is. And, and he's finger banging Mrs. K on the couch. <laughs> if he wasn't doing it right then, he was just a little bit away from making it happen. So when she... When, guess, she got up and like straightened her dress. Yeah. Like she was like, you know... Arthur walks in. She's like, hello? Hello? Yeah. All did terrified. He, did he knock or did he just walk in? Pretty sure he just walked in. He like swings the door open. I mean, he lives he there. with the dog there. And he's got Phil again. And she's kind of mad. She's like, what are you doing here? And he just totally lies, saying, oh, yeah, the the class ended early. <laughs> I like how he never tells them about that and all the detentions. He just yeah. kind of, That just kind of happens. But Jerry's, like, introduces himself to Arthur as being super nice. Uh, like Shakes Phil. the kid's hand, having known where that hand was. I don't think that's cool. <laughs> See, this is why I think Jerry is, you know, setting up some kind of scam. He's a little too nice to the kids. I mean, he wants to ingratiate himself with them very quickly, right? So he's he's like, hey, buddy, I hear you like baseball. Hey, you got it. what a nice dog you got there. And he's My all super My company has great seats to the game. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll replace a- your dad. <laughs> that's exactly what it came off. Like yeah. he was trying to replace because it's like, oh, I hear you like going to games. I'll take you to games. <laughs> Let's go hose off this dog. <laughs> yeah, you strike up a bond. Yeah, that's what. That's what. Because uh, the dog smells so much, and she, the, uh, she doesn't want him inside the house. He suggests to like go hose him down. Like, wasn't the cold water be too cold for him? And he's like, no, dogs can handle. Dogs can handle cold dog. water. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think this kid should have Phil. That's what I think. Like, was it, would it be so difficult for them to just take it to? the bathtub that they probably have right yeah there. i guess it was too dirty for the bathtub that's <laughs> the mom she didn't want this dog in, in her house she had <laughs> see i always have to clean my bathtub after i bathe my dog fair enough so, yeah. you know of course i'm on her side but i think I it's showing, clean the dog showing that her mom is a strong woman <laughs> she's <laughs> not gonna let that happen fucking jerry respects that <laughs> jerry's a wad right from the beginning jerry's a complete wad he's the neediest dude i've ever seen <laughs> on canadian television <laughs> I'm sure he was very. This probably this this episode probably made his month. I bet you know, like he was. No, he I was respect sad. him taking the the gig. Don't Good gig for him. Good gig for side part. I still stand by. You can't get a dog clean with just cold water. Not gonna happen. Need some shampoo. <laughs> when Steph comes home from school, Mrs. K asks her to help her in the kitchen. So Steph, like, you can hear Arthur and Jerry washing Phil, like outside, and you can kind of see them and. 
Steph is just like cutting the vegetables so <laughs> slow too, but like hard, like very hard. Mm-hmm. Wondering at some point is she going to start cutting herself? Yeah, that's what it's like trying to. What's she yeah. doing with that knife? Definitely drawing attention yeah. to her using the knife. She leads with the line here, doesn't she? No, it doesn't lead with it. Her mom's like, Steph, we need to talk. And Steph just pretty much blows her off. She's like, I don't want to talk about anything. There's nothing to say. I'm fine. Which is just like, anytime you're like, I'm fine. (laughs) It's never more obvious you're not fine. And that's, uh, Jerry comes in with Arthur. I guess Phil is still outside, even though he's been washed. Like, that excuse doesn't fly. Maybe he's just drying and then she'll let him in. But (laughs) that's never to be seen. And Jerry walks in mentioning that we'll, he's like, we'll have to get a new hose. That one's pretty worn down. And Steph does not like that. She's like, we. And yeah, then, she's all over the, just the we. We'll have to. And get like just throwing out daggers for looks. Definitely. And then Jerry starts to talk about his dog. He's like, I had a dog named Ruff. And as soon as he says that, though, Steph cuts him off. She's like, shut up, Jerry. Nobody cares or something like that. <laughs> Nobody cares what you think. And uh, Mrs. K is like, enough. And that's when uh, Steph is like, maybe I should kill myself. So at this point, if you're doing the shots, you're getting pretty drunk. That's your fourth shot. This is Stephanie, I think, definitely her most obnoxious teenager-ish behavior when she's like telling everybody to to shut up and I don't want to talk to you and I don't have a I didn't want to listen to side part tell that story either. It was going to be shitty for sure. It was going to be a shitty story. (laughs) It was going to be a dad joke for sure. He was trying to be a dad by telling a dad joke, dog named Ruff. (laughs) Yeah, I can't. Dog named Ruff? Come on. (laughs) He was setting up a bad joke. Definitely something about... (laughs) Uh, uh, hard times. I don't know. <laughs> Dog game rough. Hard, uh, <laughs> yeah, I went right to rough. <laughs> so Arthur kind of interrupts here and breaks the tension, and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, jerk faces! <laughs> I exist. I've got a lot of problems. You seem to be really because Steph lives with you all the time. You're actually fighting over me, and I'll have to move and like have a new life and a new dad apparently who you're replacing now. Uh, so what about me?" And then, might have better seats to the ball game, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just kind of all go back, but they don't really pay attention to him after he says that, and they kind of all start arguing again, and Steph complaining with Jerry trying to be like, no, it's cool, everything's okay. Don't worry, he's being the best guy. And uh, Arthur just kind of pieces out, and they kind of notice, like, a little bit, and Jerry's like, I'll go find him. And Steph's like, no, you don't. <laughs> it's like, kid's dramatic. been gone for like 45 seconds and he's a fat <laughs> kid there's no way he's more than 100 meters away probably visible from yeah like, they just look oh look down the driveway he's right there and then steph follows him out to the park he's on the creaky depressing swing <laughs> yeah that's the thing i wonder if anyone swings on this swing if it's just like creaky and like weird music starts playing <laughs> <laughs> there's people hiding in the bushes going oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a soup it's the emo swing like, <laughs> yeah. like, well, we know that park so when, st- when st- if I was a neighbor of that thing, I would go over and oil it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Seriously, you're trying to WD-40 sleep on a Saturday out. morning, and there's it's a lineup of kids like, ree, 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 ree. like call the police. Like yeah, all the suicide kids are out again. <laughs> I figure regular kids go there when it's not such a shitty day. And before, uh, and then it cuts. I, I can't. There's a, there's a shot though too of Step like walking through the neighborhood, just being like Arthur. Yeah, that was Arthur. weird. The sort of dubbed dubbed <laughs> just, Arthur's that they were, they were adding in there just like calling for him and then the she, stock footage they had from some other episode <laughs> and this is like the clearest moment of this show just just really 
wrapping everything up in one scene. Yeah, <laughs> like, very, very pat. Very, very quickly, Steph goes and finds him and apologizes to him and says she, like, didn't realize that, like, he was going through so much. She's like, oh, I didn't, you know, realize I was a spoiled bitch right now until you actually mentioned that you have actual problems. And my problems are really just that I'm moody. Yeah. <laughs> She's PMSing as a teenager. Oh, you had to say it. <laughs> just always goes there. Yeah, that's that's unfair, I think, <laughs> of addressing the whole issue. Yeah, because it was a whole depression thing. That is pretty, pretty yeah, weak. You know, as far as you know, she could have been in that perfect time frame of this episode where she was having no menstrual issues. Who knows? Very Who possible. Knows? Very possible. <laughs> um, but she was just kind of a cunt the whole episode, so I had to take some sort of swing at it. She was, she was acting depressed more so than she was really depressed, and I think I, I, I had less sympathy for her as soon as the episode ended, and it wasn't like, yeah, you know, maybe this will continue, and I did find some help for my problems or something. She's just like, well, I'll be better, and then that'll be it, and everything will be fine, and we never have to deal with this again. Yeah, because she just says, oh, if I clean up my act, it, maybe mom will uh, be more understanding of Phil and will let him stay. She'll let him stay. And it's like, oh, so you're like, you, I guess you found a purpose to be, your re- <laughs> to help your brother. So that's like a good thing. And she does like the call thing, because Arthur earlier was like, you should be nicer. We are, we are related. And we're then supposed here, to be related. And she's like, hey, I'll help you out. Because we're related. Something calls that back. It just like, exactly too, like we were talking about earlier, is 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 she actually suicidal or was she just kind of like in need for attention? I think she, if she was actually suicidal, it wouldn't have been ended this quickly. It was... Yeah, it didn't seem like it was a mental health issue. It was a... You know what I mean? Like it wasn't... She was basically like, oh no, I won't get any help with my depression. I'll just clean my act up and things will be fine. Yeah. I mean, it's good that they address the issue even in a very light way because they do come back to, I guess, with the actual suicide of the Claude character later in the series. But at the same time, it was, you know, wrapped up so quickly. The episode, it's wrapped up so quickly, the episode ends with her smiling and petting Phil. The only time I think she smiled, like even the The last that dog has ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Phil never to return. (laughs) She just killed a dog and got over her depression. Bang. Some sort of ritual sacrifice, but hey, it worked. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's what we were saying. Like if it, after the if at the, the end of the episode, it would just be like words coming on the screen saying, "The dog died three days later." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's the last anyone ever saw this dog. She just snaps the neck like Ozzy Osbourne style. <laughs> oh, Phil's got to be Phil is probably not alive today. I gotta. No, I gotta even say. if the episode is what thirty years old or something. Yeah, twenty-seven years so, old. Yeah, so like, I don't know many dogs that live that long. Do they? That would be a really old, old, dog. old dog. That would be crazy old if Phil was still alive. <laughs> But I wonder if Phil worked after this. So, <laughs> he grew up. Yeah. Did any other Canadian TV? He was like, yeah. That episode of The Littlest Hobo. Oh, look him up on the used IMDb. to be a stand-in for The Littlest Hobo. <laughs> Became a drunk dog. Was yeah. it one, one person tweeted at me that they were like, if The Littlest Hobo was on, on Degrassi, all those kids would have been, problems would have been solved instantly. <laughs> <laughs> would have had no series. I think that was at KTOR, was I believe was the name of it. <laughs> One of my one of my earliest, earliest listeners and good uh, good shout out. I love that idea of the hobo. The Lily, that was a great show. They should have done more crossovers between like Canadian Canadian TV shows. Like what? what I don't it, know how you'd make it happen. How the beachcombers could come to Degrassi, but I was thinking like the uh, they just needed some trees taken off the campus. We get some loggers from BC to come in and do it. The best spinoff series would be if Wheels 
was hitchhiking across the country because he finds out <laughs> that his mom actually isn't dead or something like that. He's looking for his mom and he just like, <laughs> then that's, he's just going across that. Or he goes on tour with his musician dad, becomes a roadie or something like or that. Or the Zip Remedy goes on yeah. tour. With his Zip. hitchhiking didn't work out so well for him, did it? It did not. That's going to be so, a yeah, tough his, his extremely depressing story arc. Yeah, that's a pretty famous episode when he goes looking for his dad and gets um. Gets what, lightly what, molested. What's yeah? What's the right phrasing if someone like makes gets? Ma- I guess it made they made, made a pass advances. On him. Yeah, definitely. He touched him. He touched his leg. It's physically gross. Yeah, but like be... way worse things happen to kids. Yeah, like that could have been. That was like the beginning of like the terrible stuff. I guess, and right. he was lucky to get out of there. I guess, like, like yeah, the guy tried to do much worse things to him. I'm sure he just just felt his leg a bit. He was. He was Literally, it was creepy. Everything was, about it was bad. <laughs> he was literally feeling him out. Come on, guys. That's uh, <laughs> wah wah. No, no, that's top. <laughs> that was top drawer. <laughs> uh, so I guess I want to ask you guys: What do you think's the weirdest episode? Or do you, oh, actually, no. First, I want to ask you: What was your guys' least favorite episodes that you remember of Degrassi? This was my least. Least favorite. Um, that's tough because I don't remember. You know, least favorites. Anything with Stephanie K, I just never really liked her character. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just because, like, I don't know. Just from the beginning, I didn't like her all the way with Stephanie K days. <laughs> um, so anything where she's a main character. I guess you guys, you didn't have a crush on her either when you were younger at that age. I don't think then. I'm sure at some point, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, I only watch so many TV shows, so <laughs> they all cycle through every female character at some point, I'm sure. Any episodes you can remember that you dislike? Well, I, I not maybe this specific episode, but definitely one of the episodes in which the creepy teacher we were talking about, I don't remember his Mis- name. Mr. Colby. Mr. Colby um, would be sort of fondling the uh, character Lucy, was it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then and, and not because it was a bad episode. It was very well done. It was just because it really creeped me out and that really hammered home the idea of creepy teachers and inappropriate behavior to your, towards young students. And just because I think it made me uncomfortable. I mean, and that's a good thing. It should make you uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Not because it's a bad episode, just because I wouldn't want to watch it again and be creeped out again. Yeah, this it wasn't that creepy. Well, I mean, this seemed creepy, but I mean, I, like, I watching, remember it being creepy. Yeah, <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't like good either. It was like more like oh, it was a good episode actually. Like I remember watching it, it was like it was a pretty good episode of TV. Like mm-hmm. generally, like the acting didn't require that much from it either. It was just, except from Mr. Colby who yeah. played it creepy really well, and the follow up clearly episode, did like young women. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> the follow episode where he comes back to Degrassi is going to be like in a couple. So that's exciting to be creeped out again. Terrifying. Like, terrifying. I think I'm going to have the same two people back on as well from that last time with Mr. Colby. We'll go over it. Can you ever think of it like a TV show having done like reverse the genders on that where it's uh, like teacher with young male students? Yep, Dawson's Creek. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I didn't get hey, into Dawson's Pacey. Creek. Pacey. He got busted in a, in, a, in a crazy way too because like... He was hitting the teacher. Dawson was like filming yes. some footage for his sh- for his movie where he just needed to shoot this one pl- location for a really long time. And Pacey, Pacey, just, yeah, Pacey and the uh, teacher went there and were having sex, and all the people could see that they knew that someone was having sex with the teacher, but they didn't know who. Wow, that's Dawson intense. recognized Pacey's uh, pace. <laughs> well, I guess it was his back, so someone I don't know. No one really knew, but I think Pacey had to admit it to Dawson. But then the tape got out, and somehow everyone found out, or rumored to find out, or 
something. Pacey ended up being like, oh, it was just a rumor. Yeah, he was a star of the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> it's going to happen. You know what's weird? Well, I mean, he was the star of the first one, but he's in like the background in the second one. Yeah, I don't think I've seen anything. Well, sorry, I've seen parts of all of them, but I've only seen the first one like all the way through. Well, in the in the second one, in, uh, at the end, he's like, "I'll give up my spot for Banks," and then he just kind of sits on the bench in the the championship game. That doesn't make any sense. I've never seen any of the Mighty Ducks movies. I'm no, sorry, there were players <laughs> worse than him. <laughs> Should have mind. No, we, we don't need to argue about the the Mighty the Mighty Ducks strategy. <laughs> there's players worse than him yeah for sure like the kid who couldn't stop <coughs> yeah. like if you can't stop you shouldn't be on the you know, I'm, I'm, your triple deep guy shouldn't be in the stands with uh, you can stop well I guess he does stop in that <laughs> big game though. So, but like all those <laughs> yeah, but come if he's on. once in a while he can stop he's still not as good as the guy that can always stop I agree <laughs> you go with the person who can stop yeah. skill um, skill wins championships Pacey should have been in the game and I was also going to ask any, any really weird episodes that you guys remember any of the ones where, uh, what's his name, Shane has to come back after the... Yeah, so he has like, his accident mm-hmm. and he's a brain Yeah, like when yeah. he's playing sort of TBA he or goes, TBI guy. He goes like full, full retard, I guess, <laughs> when he does it, right? He, he does it well for, you know, whatever he was, like a 20-year-old at the time. Yeah, if that, right? He does, yeah, he does go for it all the way. Yeah, uh, but it always creeped me out because I was like, I know that guy's not actually injured. It was almost like, did that happen and they wrote us like that way? <laughs> yeah. Did they just go with that? What are they doing? <laughs> you know what you want? I also hated, you know who creeped me out? Michelle's dad. Michelle's racist dad. I just really don't Michelle's like. Michelle's racist dad? He's just like a swarmy sh- sh- guy. I don't know, swarmy or something. Just, yeah. I didn't like him. He was very racist, too. It didn't help. Michelle dated uh, what, BLT. Did he do, like, a, is there a racism episode I should watch? Uh, it's like a an arc, I would say, because Michelle dates BLT, and her parents are, like, oh, okay, against yeah, it. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, her parents yeah. split up, and then Michelle ends up getting her own place and moving out. And then BLT and her break up, but she still lives it. And then she eventually ends up moving home, I think. So it's like a, remember, it's like yeah. a season arc, I'd say. Yeah, All right. that's like... Second of high, maybe second year, Degrassi high. Maybe it's maybe it's the first year. I don't know. Huh. Could be the second year. I re- I really cannot remember. Yeah. Well, we'll get there, right? Uh, eventually, I'll be there. That's the thing. I'm not like watching ahead. I'm just watching them as they come now. I watched them like some of them about a year ago, and now I'm just kind of seeing as they go. But I know I know the ones I've watched really well now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Extremely well. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about Degrassi-wise? You've been, you know, needing to get off your chest? I'm just looking forward to the Degrassi High episodes where uh, I can more clearly remember them. And, uh, it's not, it's not so much the phenomenon of these earlier, earlier episodes where I have these really vague memories of them and they probably seem either better or worse than I really remember, than they actually were. Because then I go back and rewatch them and I go, this is way worse than I thought (laughs) it was. (laughs) Yeah, they're definitely... Like, when you go back and watch it, I, I have some nostalgia about it, because I think highly of them, yeah, and then I watch sure. it, and I'm like, oh, wow. But, yeah. again, it, at the time, I was at the right age for it. It was, uh, I, mean, I love that show. I appreciate I'm, the way it was groundbreaking and, and very much for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as a kid, I appreciated it. Now, as an adult, I look back at, back at it, rather, and, and I think the, this acting is just not good, and this direction is really mm-hmm. lagging. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't hold up 
in quality, but like the content kind of yeah, does. For sure. Like it, for sure. in what they're doing, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. You're yeah. like, oh, okay. And it's like, definitely think, a product of its time. Too. There's some fun episodes too, like where they're they they make the horror movie or when they're like the band was gonna shoot a video at the school. Do or, they recycle the hell out of plots? Because you could really go back and do all of these things and update them. Like, I think they do for the next generation. They must be just kind of like. I'm sure. I mean, there's there's always new story. There's new things too where they're like there's new issues, right? Where mm-hmm. dick pics. Yeah, dick. Sure. The like, internet. Exactly. This like is, all those all things, texting. All this, all this Degrassi high on everything. The original series is in a pre-social media world. Exactly. Pre-internet fully, right? So there's no such thing as unfriending. <laughs> first new episode of the next, of the first episode of the next generation was dealing with like online predators yeah. like that, that you know what i mean exactly right from yeah. like message boards right like oh you can't leave a name here bbs <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> something because it was pretty early too i don't know was that like 2001 or 2002 2000 i don't know what year it was is it still just, on yeah it's still huh? on next generation it's still huh? still next generationing what is it called now just next generation still I think it's just called degrassi just degrassi just degrassi. didn't it get like rich kid or something though am i thinking of something else what <laughs> like did it, I thought it like had like a rich kid school now. Like there was like a private school. And... Oh well, they do wear uniforms. Yeah. I think uniforms came to Degrassi. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is, but I mean it's not like a private school. Okay, it's just Degrassi. You know, <laughs> kids from all Still over. Still rough. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think uh, that's the episode. Brian, do you got anything you want to talk about coming up for you? Any, any other book uh, on the horizon? No, I'm still, uh, still uh, trying to get my. Second book uh, to have the editor signed by the publisher and uh, writing my third. Uh, hopefully going to plan a um, launch party for the second one soon. And I got a bunch of convention appearances coming up. I'm going to be at the Toronto Comic Con March 20th to 22nd. I'm going to be at the Vancouver Comic Con, the Fan Expo there, April 3rd, uh, Easter weekend. Oh, nice. And the Ad Astra convention here in April as well. Cool. Yeah, That's good to say. And uh, Twitter. Twitter, Brian F.H. Clements, the same as... Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all, everything. Yeah, are you, which, do you use your film website or your, which website? Uh, BrianClement.com. Go to BrianClement.com. Yeah. And Chad, do you have anything coming up here you want to talk about? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. I'm sure I have some <laughs> shows, but uh, here we are. Uh, at Chad Gibson Comic, though. Check me out. Yeah, follow Tweet him at on me. Twitter. Say, hey, so heard you on Degrassi. <laughs> Send all your Degrassi thoughts to Chad. Yeah, I'll uh, at least yell about it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for uh, watching Dog Days. Probably still one of my least favorite episodes, but I at least respect it a bit more. I really think that the mom was formulating her strategy for how to keep custody of her kids in that divorce case, <laughs> and I stick to that. A lot of she, f- she found the needy guy, and <laughs> she's just yeah. That's why she's part here so quick. That's my final thought on it. And thank you guys for being here. We'll see you next time on Back to Degrassi. <laughs>